are live. Jacob Chastain, I have a question for you tonight. All right. We are about to be in Thanksgiving break. And I just want to know, what plans do you have this Thanksgiving? That's a great question. Because you know we get the whole week off. We do. Not everyone does. I know, but we do. So we, that's all the reason we work for this district, isn't it? So we can get the whole week off. Just for the breaks. Um, No. You know, every break, I I usually have projects to do. And I'm kind of in an interesting spot where I'm finishing up uh, the Rightfully Empowered. I, I don't have anything to do on it unless they send me something. So that is a way. Um, so I will probably be opening up our craft and draft documents to start heavy drafting again on the book. I, I shelved it for a little bit because of the Rightfully Empowered edits and stuff. And I didn't want to cross my... Uh, focus too much. So I'll probably bring out those, maybe reread over what I wrote, revise, I'm sure, as I'm going through. But I actually plan on, I want to do some, I have some Teach Me Teacher podcast to record with some uh, prominent people that I've been lucky enough to get for the show. And then I have uh, some slam poetry I want to at least write. I want to do some more videos um, but I, but I want to write some more. I have some ideas specifically for some pieces that I want to do. And I want to try some more videos. People really liked my last one. So I want to just keep making them just to, it's a nice creative outlet for myself. And then what else do I have planned? I mean, obviously some family stuff, but not even then my, my wife and I, we know we're we don't travel very much, which we're going to talk about your travel in a minute because it's causing all kinds of ruckus over here at the Craft and Draft <laughs> podcast. But um, we, my wife and I, we really don't, we don't travel. We've been to the beach a few times, but um, we're homebodies. We, we specifically bought a newer and bigger house because we like to stay home so much. Um, so a a lot of it is really just me like doing creative stuff, staying home, playing video games that people might may or may not know I'm a huge gamer. So I definitely spend several hours on breaks, just vegging out and doing all of that fun stuff. Um, but that's about it. Uh, just create, I don't know, just creativity a lot, catching up on projects, writing and, uh, and, and doing work, just different work, right? Just not school stuff, right? I I probably won't even touch lesson plans until the Saturday coming up, uh, right before we go back on that Monday, maybe not even Saturday, maybe I'll push it off till Sunday, which is actually far more likely. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. That's my answer that I'm locking that in right now. Locking it in. Locking so, it. with that, everybody, welcome to Craft and Draft. This is Pam Ochoa. That is Jacob Chastain, who's going to stay home and be creative. <laughs> and I hope spend a little time with his family. Yeah. Maybe they can be creative with you. I don't work all the so, time. Oh, you don't? Oh, okay. So, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, today is an interesting episode, everyone. We have, well, actually, you know what? 
This is going to be a shorter episode, as you may or may not have seen when you downloaded it. You know, usually we shoot for like the forty-five minutes to an hour. Usually we go to the hour. Sometimes we go over, but this one's a little shorter because Miss Ochoa has a life, unlike myself, who stays home and wants to live. <laughs> And, and and finds every opportunity to just be like, you know what? I'm going to do this project all day, and I'm going to do this project. She actually, like, goes out and sees people and travels and whatnot. So we're doing this one in two parts. You won't really know the difference other than me telling you that this is what we're doing. But we're going to – this is going to be two halves kind of of the same episode for listeners of Teach Me Teacher. You know, that's how I get away with releasing every single week is because I do that. So Craft and Draft is going to do that for this holiday Episode today, we're talking about what we're thankful for, um, uh, and and everything that kind of goes with that. And in the spirit of Thanksgiving, this will air about a week before Thanksgiving, uh, and then the day after that, um, we'll be talking about something else. You have to listen to the next episode for that. But on this episode, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about what we're thankful for. So, Artie Ochoa, what are you thankful for? Start it off. What, what are you thankful for? What am I thankful for? You're about to take a drink of water. You don't get a drink I of water am. today. I'm taking. I'm thankful for the water. <laughs> thankful for the water. Thankful for the roof yep. over my head. Uh-huh. Thankful for my family. And uh, of course, we'll probably talk a little bit about that later. But uh, I am thankful for getting to work with you. Wow. At school, believe that or not. I mean, even though. <laughs> you, you ignore me in the hallway. Like, I'm sorry, Ochoa. I talk to you every Saturday. I am going to my room. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, I'm over here waving you in. You do. And you're actually. going, I do. And then he just keeps walking by. I'm just like, no, no. He gives me a wave. I'm like, no, you don't understand. My wave was to come in. I have a question. He keeps walking by. I have to chase him down. So if I want it answered. For, I want people to visualize this because we have a brand new school. Yes. And in this school, they, in their infinite wisdom, gave us these walls that are made of glass. Glass. <laughs> and they're, they're just a window. It's literally a window wall that looks directly mm-hmm. into the hallway. So, And we have block periods. So when, when we're in class and everyone else is transitioning for their 45-minute periods, kids just walk by, they dance in the windows. They, they wave to our kids. Yeah, and every, like, in, <laughs> like mine's always during reading time when this is usually happening. So my kids are in their novels or whatever, and <laughs> just all these kids are roaming by, and it's just a nice, you know, four-minute distractor that I love every single day. Um, but in the mornings, you know, you're usually there far before I am. I take my son to school, so I usually get there. I'm like the last teacher on campus, but I walk in, and, you know, I got I got things I got to do because I'm a, I'm a procrastinator, and you're just, you've been there for like nine hours by the time I show up, so you're ready to just chat and bring me in, and so I see you waving like, Ochoa, I gotta go, you gotta walk and talk, Ochoa. I know, he does say walk and talk, he's just like my mother. <laughs> That's what my mother used to do, walk and talk. Pam, if you want me to answer, I got things to do, you need to walk and follow me, follow me. As a matter of fact, our principal uh, today, I had, I was just she started the conversation. She asked me a question, and then she goes, "Oh well, if you're going to answer, you got to follow me." I mean, it's That's like happens. walk or talk. But uh, since like I'm the only one who doesn't make people walk and talk, I'll stop. I'll stop because I care. I care. I try to give you my attention. You know what's funny about that is you teach that way too. I have seen it. 
I've seen it this year. I saw it. I see it in your trainings. You just, you are, you're, you're the equivalent of a Billy Collins poem. Okay. And I'm saying this because I was just thinking about Billy Collins, but Billy Collins for people that haven't read his poetry. One, everyone should go read his poetry. I'm sure you've read at least one of his poems if you haven't, mm-hmm. but you know, everyone's read, uh, aimless love and you know, his various other ones that, uh, are very popular, but when I read Billy Collins, I relax and I just, you know, it's like a pause. Like he's like, he writes about the day. He writes about what he's experiencing in the living room or whatever. That's all. That's very common in his themes. And that's what you are. You're like a kid says something and you pause and you're like, this is my lesson now. And we're going to spend 45 minutes <laughs> exploring <laughs> this thought. I think you just did that recently, actually. <laughs> Yeah, the kid. Well, the kids were all talking about circles and finding the because they just had this huge math test. So they were all math minded, you know, and they're all like, "Ah, oh, I don't think I can count." And I said, "Oh, well, if y'all are in such a math mind, then why don't we do ah the math of poetry?" And I sat there and taught them all about iambic and trochaic and didn't quite touch anapest and all of that but we did we did hit on the beats and the meters and all of that in the rhythm of poetry and so at first they were like ah oh, why are we having to count and then they realized that it was very much like music and so then they were like oh this is like the one day two day three day and so anyway we started talking about that and even today uh, we were in the library today and um one of the kids said, hey, Miss Crisberg, did you know that there's iambic? I think tetrameter is one of the poems we looked at. <laughs> she was like, oh, my gosh. I said, well, now you know what we were learning. But they were like, well, this is kind of cool. So I think they they thought that that the, they didn't realize that there was math in poetry. And then we talked about, well, this is why people are afraid of poetry. And this is why fear of poetry is called metrophobia. And then they started talking about, oh, I said, because of meter, they're afraid of the counting, which y'all were at first, but they're not anymore. And so they were like, oh. Yeah, we spent, I mean, I pulled out a poem and we counted it. And that's, well, this is exact. this is how you talk. <laughs> it's just who you are, you know, and you just, you're, you're one of those people. You just walk up to you and you're like, all right, well, now we're in this conversation. I think that's why the podcast works so well, because it doesn't matter oh. what time of day it is. It's just like, yep, this is the conversation we're having. Like, <laughs> that's pretty much right. And, well, the, the thing is, is meter and all that is a part of our standard. It is. It is. It is. Seven eight B. Mm-hmm. Seven eight B. You got it memorized. I'm telling Texas you. Texas teachers so, unite. <laughs> that's why I knew that, you know, I was in the right spot. Someone so had thought, well, we'll just teach it today. Speaking of Texas teachers, I had there was someone who commented, and these are always so funny. I had someone comment on a, a teach me teacher post that was he was like, Yeah, I teach like thirty minutes from you. <laughs> It's just, it's so funny. Like there's a few of them that every once in a while they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm like down the street or whatever. It's like, oh, that's, that's really strange. But any case, that's uh, cool. you said, you know, you're thankful for uh, me, but you said the campus and everything, which is very nice, but I'm curious as to why, what is it, what is it about the, the change? You know, we've talked about the, the changes you've been through. That's a, I feel like that's a common theme of craft and draft is the, the, the seasons of Ochoa's teaching career. I mean, if you, I mean, if you've ever needed 
a documentation of all the things you've done. This podcast is on its way to being <laughs> there because, I mean, we've explored so many aspects and there's many That's more. Right. I mean, there's stories that we have just off right. air and just having conversations that would probably make great podcasts. But, you know, what? what is so what is it about now that is that is so significant in uh, in, in being thankful for uh, what's what's going down? Well, I mean, are you talking about with our school? Or just being where we're at. Yeah, where you know, whatever whatever made yeah. you think of that. Whatever made me think of that. Well, I mean, you know, I'm enjoying it, first of all. It's right down the street from where I live. I live really close to the school, like it is within walking distance. My son actually went to the school. I told him that. I said, you know, uh, son, you went to this school. I'm I'm now teaching at your school. And he goes, No, you're not. I said, well, What do you mean? He goes, They tore mine down. <laughs> I'm like, well, there's a wall in there because they preserved a wall. So I kind of like the, you know, the, the being a part of that heritage, so to speak. And I have been a part of it. I've even been on the PTA at school before when I was a parent. But um, no, I think it's it's all the people that we work with. I think one thing about our school is everybody loves the kids, it seems. I mean, there's very few, few people there at all, if I've not really met any, that have a a distaste, if you will, for our type of student. And, you know, I've been to places where, well, Pam, if you just don't understand our kid, they can't. And it's like, no, they can. You just haven't done something to make it work. So it's it goes back to the teacher. But I think that the people that, you know, just like Today, I had a little bit of an issue uh, about a student. I'm just concerned about the student. They're struggling. So I talked to our one of our principals, and uh, they said, hey, come on in. And they sent somebody to watch my class so I could sit with them and, and talk to him and the counselor because they were all off at that time so that we could figure out a way to solve. I mean, that I've never had that happen before. So I just think we have good, we're surrounded by good people, not just you, you're good too, but we're surrounded by a lot of good people and I, I enjoy it. It's fun. And I like the kids. Well, I, uh, I, I, I second that. I will say I'm thankful for my campus as well. I mean, for listeners of my content for a long time, know that I left for a year and then came back, but you know, I'm, uh, how, how do I put this delicately about myself? I am a constant, Bucker of systems that I do not agree with, um, and I'm fairly Talking. open about it. I have gotten, I have gotten better at not just doing it to do it, um, but I am passionate. I do read a lot. I do my research and I'm vocal about problems. And here's the thing. I'm very fortunate to work under administrators that either tolerate that or encourage it. And my current principal, you know, I've praised her several times in multiple areas, but she uh, not only tolerates it, but she actively encourages me to think deeply about things. And sometimes she pushes back, but I have always felt like she listens. Uh, I have always felt like this, but I have never once, not one time uh, in the last two years had my hands slapped because I resisted something or had a problem with something because she fully understands that I'm not doing it just to do it. Right. There's, there's, and th- that is rare, right? There it, it is. I have been faced with people who uh, labeled me a 
someone like a someone who is rebellious just to do it, right? Like almost like a devil without a cause type of situation. And I've always been offended by that because you call me a devil, but I have a cause. (laughs) So I, I've all that, those are the things that I, I push back against, but she encourages these things and, um, she listens and tolerates my rants when I go in there. And like I said, you know, sometimes the system of education wins out. We talk about this all the time. We talk about standardized testing and everything else that we kind of uh, bemoan at times. Um, But she has never once disregarded my concerns, my complaints. Um, And even we were dealing with something on our campus right now that is something that is kind of unsavory for our campus. And we're... You know, we're doing what we're told, but we're also articulating our concerns and complaints. And even our when we had district representatives in our PLC, I was able, and you can verify this, but I was able to vocalize the concerns of the department. I was able to advocate for what I thought was right. I was able to push back on what they were claiming and even challenge them on some of their claims. And I have... Not once, not one time had my wrist slap been talked to, you know, quote unquote, like, come on, you just mm-hmm. need to be agreeable, Chastain. You just need to do this. You're just being rebellious. And I, I got to say, I know for a fact people are not in districts where that is uh, the norm. If they, if they buck the system even a little bit, it's, it's cause for controversy. It, it could endanger their employment. Um, right. It could endanger their relationships with their admin. I, I don't know. It's rare in my experience just from from people listening, but I'm, I'm very fortunate for that because I think I would die. I would probably be gone already, right? I don't think I would have been at this <laughs> campus for seven years if it wasn't for that environment. Well, that's true. Um, but, yeah, that's one thing I like about where we're at. Our, our, our principal is very open to listening to your thoughts and your opinions. And she includes our entire school on things you know i feel like she's fairly i mean not fairly really transparent i've seen where they think they're transparent and they're not at all so you pretty much know what she's thinking you don't have to guess and And i like that and we can ask right like if we're unclear i mean i have never she has always been entirely open and she encourages the other administrators to be open. But if we have a concern or if something wasn't addressed, if you walk into that office and ask, it's, it's like, you're going to, you're going to sit there or they're going to schedule time if they're busy for you to come in and understand whatever it is that you need to understand. And that's, that again, is it, I feel like isn't the norm in schools. Well, that's true. And, and, you know, when you mess up like I did today, which you didn't know about that. But when you mess oh up like God, I did you today. <laughs> Can you say it on the podcast? <laughs> they still like overcome it and like laugh about it. Anyway. Oh, no. You know, we had that drill today. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, and the drill today was where you lock the parameters and you have to just business as usual, but you lock the parameters. Well, I was in the library, right? And And we have this app that we're supposed to check to make sure all of our kids are okay. Guess who did not have that with her? So uh, our, our librarian goes, uh, Ms. Ochoa, do you have your phone? You need to, you know, you need to be doing that app. And I went, oh my goodness. So as I go out, our principal's right there 
our assistant principal in charge, you know, he's right there. And he's like, uh, Miss Ochoa. And I said, oh, I forgot the phone. My kids are okay, but I can't tell you that. So I got to go upstairs. <laughs> it was like, okay, everybody has had the, all the people there. He goes, we cannot do anything until Miss Ochoa goes up, gets her phone, comes back down and lets us know everything is okay. <laughs> so then I go up there and, and our other principal is sitting there and she's like, she's like, uh, seven, uh, she just said this right when I got in, she said, okay, the seventh grade pod is all good. What are you doing out here? <laughs> And I went, well, I have to get the phone because it's not good in the library. <laughs> so she's like, well, we're in a, and I said, I know there's some, the perimeters. Oh yeah, that's right. It's not a complete lockdown. I said, okay. So I ran and got my phone, came back down. And then I, I <laughs> so I checked myself. Okay. Where it says I'm okay. And then, and then uh, the principal goes, uh, what about your kids? <laughs> I'm like, oh. I guess they're okay. So then, so we that's had so to funny. wait. We waited for me. That's that's what we had to do because somebody did not bring all of her stuff down to the library for this unannounced well, drill that we had. So while you were freaking out about that, I uh, oh no. Well, I I didn't uh, connect the dots, and I put we were I went into lockdown. So I did. Hiding your kids. Yeah, we were in the corner. I heard them say, "Well, somebody got confused and hit them." (laughs) (laughs) I knew they talked trash about me on that walkie. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Say your name. Oh, I know. (laughs) So we we were the issue today (laughs) in the lockdown. Like here we are praising our campus. We didn't even know we were in trouble. That's how great they are. Well, there you go. I'm thankful for the fact that I did it wrong and it still wasn't that bad. (laughs) That's what drills are for, right? I mean, (laughs) to be fair, I don't think I've ever had a locked perimeter drill in my life. Is that new? It has to be new, right? It started last year. Okay. I was about to say, I was like. You probably locked down last year and it was really a perimeter drill. (laughs) That's possible. My students, it was funny because they were like, it's my rambunctious class too. So they were all like around mm. each other and they were like, is it a drill? And I'm like, yes, it's a drill. Just sit down. And we're just sitting there or whatever. And then they, our uh, assistant principal comes in and she's like, it's not a lockdown. You can still be teaching. And I was like, oh. And they go, Chastain. I was like, all right. My bad. Hey, at least we know what to do. Okay. At least you now know what to do. Because either right. way, we're safe. We we're hiding. We're here, you know. That's right. Me, I was out and about. My kids were with the library, and I left them with somebody very good. You know what? I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add one more before I ask for another one from you. But so we said, you know, thankful for our campus and whatnot. I'm, you know, just as a as a teacher, uh, I'm I'm thankful. So we said the campus just and how we're treated, though. I, I'm thankful for the fact that as of yet, as of recording this podcast on November 17th, right, 2021, we we live in a time where there are restrictions abound. There are 
books being banned everywhere. There are teachers terrified to do things. I have friends that write curriculum in other districts, and they are under constant siege of this and that, and most of it's nothing, and some of it turns out to be something, and there's districts around us that are literally in turmoil, just a surrounding district. Uh, they just found out that the, the there's an FBI investigation happening in what they're doing. I mean, it is the literally chaos, like in a circle around really? where we are. And, and I have people who, uh, that, that person that I was just talking about that they said they're teaching like 30 minutes from, they said every single book that they're involved with on their campus has to be vetted at like a massive degree. Like there's, it's just like lock and key on literature and everything else. And you know what? We don't have that. Not yet. We we have not had this. There's There's been, you know. Parents have said things. Parents always say things like that's it's a parent's right to bring up concerns with certain things like nothing against that process. That process exists for a reason. Right. Like the, the, the community being able to talk to their schools, that that process is valid. But there's a difference between a process and a witch hunt. And we. Uh, our process has been working. We, I ha- we've had no restrictions on just you know letting our kids read and our kids. We have libraries in our classrooms that kids have access to that have diverse books from all levels and maturity levels and everything. We have a diverse library. We have a librarian that is very passionate about uh, freedom of speech and what's that what that means for libraries. And we have a principal who she hasn't said it this year. Ironically enough, but um, last year when we had – there was one – it was like a mild controversy around a book. It wasn't even with us. It was from a neighboring school, but she was like, just in case this comes to us, I want everyone in this department to know that I do not support book burners, and I will go to bat for all of this, right, within reason. So – that that's a very fortunate situation to be in as well to where we – we we aren't in this world of just restrictive nature where we're allowed to do our workshop the way we want to. We don't, I mean, there's really no chains on us, so to speak. There's some things that we might push back against or have problems with, but I mean, in hindsight and, you know, just looking at way the world is, I mean, we're, we're about as free as we've ever been. And I think that is unique in the current environment. And I just got to say, I'm thankful for that because I know, like I said, I, I love freedom. I like all of this. And if I was being told that kids couldn't be independently reading because of this or that, I, I you know, I don't know if I could even be happy on a podcast, uh, because I, it would, it would ruin my teacher spirit. So that, that's my second one. That that's one I'm going to close with. And then we'll let you add one more, well, but that, that's what I'm thankful for. Well, I mean, uh, adding to what you said, I think one of the things that our district did years ago, and this I think is even before you got there, if I remember correctly, but um, we did have some lawsuits way back when over what we're talking about, you know, some parents didn't appreciate some books. So what our district put in place uh, is a betting uh, committee that included parents years and years ago. I mean, we're talking at least 
over five years ago, for sure. So I would say about 10 years ago, if not more. Anyway, they put this in place and then they made, and then they made a set of rules about what books need to be vetted by the committee and what doesn't need to be vetted by the committee. And I'm wondering if we're not having such issues because we dealt with the similar situation years ago. And one of the things that I think happened in that lawsuit is we had to have a system in place for vetting books that honored uh, parents' wishes. And so we have a system where the books that are vetted are the ones we make everybody have to read. So if we're doing a literature circle, right, they provided these literature circle books because these particular books have been vetted by this committee. And the committee, I think, is made up of teachers, librarians, and uh, parents and other people from the community. I don't really know who's all involved with it anymore. I know that um, I kind of turned down the opportunity to be on that committee. That's why I know about it. But um, I I was a department chair at the time. Uh, so when I was a department chair at that particular school, uh, we were actually, it was our school that had the parents that did take well, we had had those parents that those kids had come through our our feeder pattern, and so when they were in high school, that's when that lawsuit happened. It didn't happen against the school I was at, but it was from our set of parents that had come through our our uh, middle school. So anyway, with that said, I'm wondering if having that system in place already has not saved us. Hopefully, I don't know. I'm, I'm speaking only from observation, not necessarily from knowledge of knowing, but I'm wondering if having that system in place. So it strictly says that books that are self-selected via the library or via our classroom libraries do not, you know, don't have to have the same guidelines. And so I think they already had a place system in place of what's vetted and what isn't. And what's vetted are the things that we have to give the kids, you know, like we actually assign that, that those uh, novels or what have you. Anyway, I just wanted to add that. That made me think of that while you were talking. So what am I, what else am I thankful for? Yeah. To close out out our Thanksgiving episode, what's your, what's your, Oh, are we closing it out? Yeah. We're already Uh, at 30 minutes. It goes by quick, doesn't it? When you do do a shorter episode. (laughs) Well, I mean, are we, (laughs) well, we did promise a shorter episode. Well, you know, um, I am thankful for uh, the fact that I still have my mom and dad. They're still with me. And uh, we are all three going, we are planning. I ask you what you were doing. My plan, and you mentioned my travel, so I'll I'll end with that note. Uh, I'm going to get to go see my son and his wife and two children. So I'll get to go see my grandchildren. It'll be my second time to see, no, maybe my third time to see uh, my grandbaby that was born during COVID. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to go up there. I've seen yep. all of my grandchildren born, but that, but that one. And so, um, or been at the hospital when they were born, not necessarily seen all of them, but been there. So I only got to see her after she started crawling was my first time to see her. So, uh, I don't really know her that well, but she's just growing like a weed. So I get to go and, and, uh, we'll be traveling to the East coast and, uh, area. And I'm going to go look at Savannah, Georgia. We're going to look at some history and, um, we're going to do that. And then I'm going to head up North to, uh, further East to visit my son. 
So I'm really excited. I'm really excited about that. So I don't know. I'm thankful for family and friends and the opportunity to work and read. That's right. And I think hopefully everyone is listening to this either while they're getting ready for their Thanksgiving break or maybe they're on it or maybe they're listening to this as they're driving down to visit family or flying somewhere or maybe just listen to it while you're doing dishes the way I listen to my podcast. But regardless, hopefully you are thankful. Hopefully you are excited where you are. We wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. Yes. When we when you hear us again, it'll be the day after Thanksgiving. We'll be answering a listener question for another 30 minute shorter episode while we are dealing with the holidays. So we wish you and yours the best. Have a great Thanksgiving. Do all the fun things. Relax. Enjoy your time. Send us questions because we want to talk to you and answer those questions. But in the meantime, subscribe to Craft the Draft so you don't miss any other episodes. We release an episode every single Friday talking about reading, writing, workshop, and everything else. That's Pamela Cho. I'm Jacob Chastain, and we will see you on the next one. And always remember that we are here. And one more thing that I'm thankful for, and that's our audience. Yeah. And we're here for you. Yeah.